0: That's the Mile High Hoops podcast with me, Zach By. Powered by my friends at Superbook Sports. Stand up, Nuggets Nation! Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops podcast with Zach By. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach By. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to an NBA Finals matchup that is set. Yes, the Denver Nuggets have their opponent. It is not the Boston Celtics. It is the Miami Heat who somehow some way staved off uh, elimination in Boston after losing three straight. They avoid the worst kind of history um, that you could ever uh, hope to avoid, and that's being uh, the answer to a trivia question uh, being the first NBA team ever to blow a 3-0 series lead. Tip your cap to Miami. I mean, the, the mental toughness um, and, and physical toughness of that group um, is something to be uh, applauded. Eric Spolstra, Jimmy Butler. I mean, what about the, uh, uh, the rel, uh, revelation of Caleb Martin, um, who I've been following him and his brother uh, since they were at Nevada playing for Eric Musselman and – uh, this guy was almost out of the league guys like this this dude was almost out of the league uh and was somehow just making an impact that um that couldn't have been uh, anticipated and he goes for 26 points in, in a game 7 performance um just just unbelievable just unbelievable um let let's let's dive into a couple things we are not going to spend uh too too much time here today uh we are on the verge of podcasting um after every single game of these finals, but it didn't feel right to, you know, have that huge layoff that the team has. Wanted to come here and sort of set the table. So I just want to get, get out a couple thoughts, a couple fun facts, a couple stats, a couple things to keep an eye on uh, in this series that starts on Thursday night. Guys, think about this sentence. The NBA championship goes through Denver. And that's what uh, the Nuggets avoided with the Heat winning. Uh, Obviously, you would have been on a plane headed to Boston. Uh, These guys get to sleep in their own beds and play at home where they have not lost yet. This postseason where they were the best home team in the NBA uh, during the regular season as well. They validate it during the postseason. And now you're hosting game one against the Miami Heat uh, on Thursday night. I will be there. Uh, I am so excited. Um, I am credentialed. I will be on the floor pregame. Uh, if you guys want, you can follow me on, on social media, of course, uh, on Twitter at byesline B-Y-E-S-L-I-N-E, spinoff of a, a byline of an article buys my last name um and then also on instagram at zby 23 and instagram is really when i've been sharing a lot of these pre-game um stuff and there's a highlight reel there you can check out from the western conference finals against the lakers i think you'll get a big kick out of it because they give us um, really good access there okay um it's a more advantageous matchup for Denver. Uh, Let's just start there. Uh, The Miami Heat do not have the requisite size to uh, match up properly with the Denver Nuggets. Um, This is a team in Denver that has dominated this regular season matchup. Now, how much stock do you want to put in a regular season matchup as we... Head into the NBA Finals. I'll let you decide that. But the only thing I have to work with is regular season matchups. This is an Eastern Conference team and a Western Conference team. They play once in Miami. They play once in Denver. This year, the Nuggets uh, were two and zero against Miami. Last year, the Nuggets were two and zero against Miami. The year before that, they were two and zero against Miami. Uh, in fact, in the last half decade, guys, last half decade, the Denver Nuggets are nine and one against these Miami Heat. And in fact, if you want to know the last time that Miami won a game in Denver, you have to go back to November 30th, 2016, guys, 2016, Obama had not transitioned out of the White House yet. The last time Miami won in Denver. And now, and this is why this is such a best-case result, and we talked about this on the podcast, on the radio show, Stokely and Zach, is that the best possible outcome was this Eastern Conference Finals to go seven games with somehow Miami coming out on top. I just didn't think it was reasonable. Like, the odds were so stacked against Miami once Boston came all the way back. In fact, our friends uh, at at Superbook uh, had – the largest spread of any game this series. It was like Celtics minus seven and a half points at home. And then, of course, Jason Tatum rolls his ankle on the very first play of the game. And things just age poorly for for Boston. Um, But but playing Miami was definitively and unequivocally the more desirable matchup. Uh, And you're seeing that reflected in the numbers with our friends from Superbook Sports. Superbook has the Denver Nuggets as a well first let me tell you it came out the number came out and i tweeted it in the moment i kept on refreshing like when is this number going to come out for the series it comes out denver minus 360 minus 360 what does that mean if you're not into the world of uh, sports gambling uh, and even if you're not just being aware of the odds is a good thing because they're these guys are pretty freaking good at what they do minus 360 means that In order, if you wanted to win $100, you would have to fork over $360 as a wager. And if the Nuggets won the series and you hit your bet, you get your 360 stake back and your winnings is $100. 360 to win 100. If that doesn't sound like good odds to you, you're right. That doesn't sound like good odds. That's how much of a favorite the Nuggets are. But here's the kicker. About 15 minutes later, the number moved to minus 400 meaning they must have been already getting money on Denver at minus 360 so it's minus 400. Now you got to fork over 400 bucks to win $100. It it is that is a that is a series um odds that is typically reserved for the first round of the NBA finals, not even the second round. You know, 4 to 1. Not even this I mean it'd be unusual, but for the NBA finals. So uh, I'm going to do some homework on it, but we are quite literally looking at the uh, lar- one of the largest NBA Finals uh, favorites um, in recent memory. So uh, hopefully I'll come back maybe with some, uh, a little bit of data where it, where it stacks up, uh, but I need to do that research. Um, this is a, a matchup for Jokic where Miami simply does not have anything for them. At least now, no one has anything for Jokic. But at least in in, in a Boston scenario, it, from a Celtic standpoint, it's like, okay, we can throw Al Horford on Jokic at least a deterrent. Horford's a smart, savvy veteran center. Uh, you can uh, throw a smaller defender on him and have Rob Williams, you know, try to be a rim protector, one of the shot block leaders in, in the NBA, athletic center, you know, playing off him sort of free safety like Anthony Davis. Who knows if that would have worked, but it's a better plan than what I think Miami's going to throw at him uh, because when it comes to Bam Adebayo, who's an undersized, really good defender, but undersized nonetheless, Jokic is shooting 63% um, in the last two series when Bam Adebayo is the primary defender. That is noteworthy. Um, Something that Miami also tries to do, and you saw it in in Game 7 Against Boston is that they play zone. They're an NBA team that plays uh, zone and is willing to play zone. Um, The Nuggets are the wrong team to do that against. They have a supercomputer, seven foot center who plays the center position, obviously. And if you're trying to bust up a zone, if you're like trying to design, like what's the best case? Um, way to attack a zone one it's it's great passing okay you you, you know and great shooting that will really bust up a zone really really quickly and that could happen like that could take three minutes and it could be like oh my god this is the wrong approach for Miami Um, but the other way in addition to the obvious stuff is playing out of either the center position or the high post foul line free throw line extended elbow area Right and and if you have a smart player right in the middle of that zone, right in the teeth of things, he, and and he has shooters around him, in which Jokic does, uh, and if those shooters have the ability to to play off the bounce and attack the basket and use those zone creases because these guys are guarding spaces, right in a zone, not. A human. So if you have a a supercomputer, greatest passer in the game playing at the high post or out of the center spot, he is going to be able to uh, find open shooters. Or just attack. like Because if they don't send a double at him, you just attack. Uh, and, and, and or, or have like a sagging zone, helping off of those zone areas uh, to Jokic. Jokic is going to kill you with his passing. But the thing is with guys like KCP and Bruce Brown and Jamal Murray and even Michael Porter Jr., you know, to a, maybe a lesser degree in this category, is attacking off the bounce, using those creases that that zone is naturally going to create off those Jokic passes either knock down threes attacking the basket uh there's going to be a lot of opportunity to attack and just dump off for finishes there's going to be opportunity where Jokic uh, uh uh pulls a second zone defender uh, who's trying to dig out the basketball and you you're, you're going to be like one pass out of the high post um and These guys are going to be scrambling to rotate and recover, and then you're going to be one more pass away from like wide-open corner threes. Stuff like that comes to mind when I think about the approach um, that Miami could have uh, with Denver. Uh, Jokic uh, this season versus Miami averaged a triple-double, go figure, 23 points a game, 12 rebounds a game, 10 assists per game, all while shooting nearly 70% from the floor, 69% shooting from, uh, for Jokic this season against Miami. And you look at this Miami team, comparatively speaking to the firepower that Denver has, um, Miami in points this season was dead last, guys, in a league of 30. They averaged, or they they ranked thirtieth uh, in, in a league of thirty. They were twenty seventh in rebounds. They were twenty fifth in assists. They were twenty fifth in offensive rating. They were twenty first in net rating. So this is just like on paper, it's really it's really unbalanced in the favor. Seriously uh, uh, tilting in the favor of the Denver Nuggets. Um, And then also you look at, you know, in the last three seasons, quoted, you know, the Nuggets being 6-0 in the last three seasons, they've held Miami to 103 points. That's tied for the fewest amount of points that the Nuggets have held an opponent during that stretch. So, and then then here's another dynamic. Just the size, the sheer size. Basketball, as much as it has gone to a, you know, positionless and, hey, you don't necessarily have to play a traditional center. See Miami, see Golden State from a year ago. Size still does matter. So when you look at you know Max Struess or uh, 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 Caleb Martin. You know Struess six five, Martin six five, Tyler Hero six five. If he's coming back, we're here in Game Three. We'll see. But Kyle Lowry, you know six one, six foot. Jimmy even Jimmy is six 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 seven. Highsmith six seven. Duncan Robbins six 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 seven. Who who's gonna match up with Michael Porter Jr., who's six foot ten? So you already have a crazy big center in size. You know, disproportionate matchup at the center spot, but then you're going to have Aaron Gordon, who's going to be a factor with his size and athleticism. But Michael Porter Jr. like they they simply do not have size to match up with Denver, which is why you're seeing these odds that we just talked about uh, reflecting that. I mean, this is the eighth seed. The the Miami Heat are the eighth seed. This is a team that was losing in the play-in game, right? And had to have the second crack at it. For a chance to be the eight seed, now you give them their flowers and all their props on the way, but this is the first eight seed to make it to the final since the Knicks in nineteen ninety nine. And if you remember, that was the season after Michael retired, and it was a shortened season. It was all disjointed, and it was just crazy. I mean, it was just like a, it was like a one off season. in the Spurs eventually that was actually the start of the Spurs um, dynasty there uh, with that first championship over the New York Knicks with a young young uh, Tim Duncan. Um, so this should seriously, seriously favor. Um, Denver, You always hold out wiggle room for a Eric Spolstra wrinkle. Um, Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA, you know, top three uh, for sure um, on anyone's list. Um, but Spolstra is not going to be out there grabbing rebounds and setting screens. So, um, you know, I don't want to get carried away with um, that that dynamic there. Um so here we go, guys. Here we go. That, those are just a, a, a couple a quick uh, preliminary thoughts um, on, on the, you know, some of the dynamics of, of this series. Um, see if I didn't get to anything else here in my notes. Um, oh, I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with this. I will be coming back because I want to talk a little bit more expansively in pure audio form. If you're watching this on YouTube or on one of our social channels at The Fan and doing the visual – uh, if you are high, um, uh, but we may come back and I want to I want to reset what this if the Nuggets went and won the finals what this would do for for Jokic in in its own dedicated uh, conversation, um, but we'll save that for a different day. But I, but I'll leave you with this: um, if if the Nuggets win in five, which is the most likely matchup according to our friends at at Superbook Sports, okay? Nuggets in five is the most likely matchup. Um, if the Nuggets do win in five, they would have the exact record as the Avalanche from a year ago, the Colorado Avalanche who won the Stanley Cup. And, and the narrative around that was it wasn't just a cup run. It was a dominant, dominant cup run. And I want to be aware of that. We're not just seeing a trip to the NBA Finals for the first time. The Nuggets have been dominant along the way. And what an opportunity to finish this one um, and, and have a parade and have the first ever Nuggets parade for the first time in almost five decades. Okay, uh, those are some of the preliminary thoughts uh, off the top of my head uh, as we get set for the NBA Finals starting on Thursday. And I will be there. I can't wait. Make sure you're following me me on social. We'll be podcasting after every single game, uh, the morning after, reacting. And uh, I cannot wait to take a dive in uh, to this with with you guys. This is really fun and and exciting. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Give us five stars if you think we deserve it. Tell a friend about this podcast, the best way to organically grow it. Um, And uh, I appreciate you. Okay. And, guys, as always, whatever happens in game one of the NBA Finals, You already know. We're going to be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Thank you for tuning into the Mile High Hoops podcast powered by Superbook Sports. Until next time.